0: All right, everybody, Uh, let's dive into the Word. Get your Bibles out, or your phones, I guess, but maybe you're already watching this on your phone. I want to start tonight in Mark 13. Uh, Mark was one of the suggestions I gave in my pastor's uh, video uh, letter uh, for, for reading, and I think I've heard from a few of you that you've been in Mark. But I want to read Mark 13, and lest you think that this is an ominous uh, teaching, it's, it's not. this is not an end times teaching, um, but we are going to talk about what Jesus says about the end times. Um, what's on my heart tonight is the unique time in which we are uh, living in. Uh, pretty much anyone you talk to remarks that they've never seen anything like this, that this is a time that... I can't remember anything like this. I don't, you know, nobody has a frame of reference for what we're going through right now. And I want to suggest that um, Jesus predicted all of this, not particularly this, but Jesus predicted that there would be times and seasons uh, in which his people would say, we have no frame of reference for this. And I want to suggest that Mark 13 is talking about one of these seasons, as well as the many more that were to come. And the word that I think marks these seasons, that Scripture uses, is a word that's often translated tribulation. Um, And if you've ever read anything, any any pop theology on the end times, you know that that's a a buzzword, the tribulation. Pre-trib, post-trib, all that stuff. (laughs) And I'm I'm not going to get into any of that uh, tonight. What I do want to get into it to is what tribulation means and how tribulation is the marker of these unique periods in human history that Jesus uh, equipped his disciples very well, I would suggest, uh, that he equipped his disciples to respond to. Um, so I want to read in Mark 13, also going to read some from Mark 7 and John 16 and sort of loosely tie those together uh, through this word uh, tribulation or the Greek word is phlipsis. It's a very sibilant word, phlipsis. All right, Mark 13. As he came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what wonderful stones and what wonderful buildings. And Jesus said to him, Do you see these great buildings? There will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. of wars and rumors of wars do not be alarmed for this must take place but the end is not yet for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom there will be earthquakes in various places there will be famines these are but the beginning of the birth pains but be on your guard for they will deliver you over to councils And brother will deliver brother over to death. And the father, his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. I'm going to skip ahead to verse 24. But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens." Let's pray. Father, I pray that you be with us in our time in the Word uh, right now, Lord, that you'd send the Holy Spirit. uh, Comfort your people, equip your people, teach your people, grant wisdom. Uh, to your people tonight, uh, for Jesus' sake, Amen. So Jesus here is talking; um, he's talking about the close of the age, we would call the end times, uh, but he's also talking about a coming and immediately coming tribulation within that generation. And uh, most people believe that this is referring to the eventual destruction of the temple, the literal destruction of the temple in seventy A.D. He's saying all these things will be thrown down and there will not be left one stone upon another. And I would say most people get caught up in uh, asking the question that the disciples were asking, when and how will we know and, and what are we going to say? And Jesus is frankly not concerned with uh, answering that question. Instead, he wants to give his disciples, um, he wants to equip his disciples To live well when those things come about and they will come about and he says it's not the only this isn't the only one it said he says that you're gonna hear wars and rumors of war but the end is not yet okay then he does talk about the eventual coming of Jesus uh, but many times before then there are going to be periods of tribulation and this was all predicted by Jesus it happened in the disciples own generation and I would say it has happened in nearly every generation since. There is a tribulation. And that word literally means a squeezing, a pressing. Okay? Uh, in Greek, that's the, that's the sense that you get. And even right here, Jesus says, these are the beginning of birth pains. And I think birth pains and, and the, the contractions of labor, uh, when a woman is giving birth, is one of the best examples that we have, of these periods of history, that that humans have gone through, that the people of God has have gone through, and it and it's a squeezing and it's a pressing, and it's a it's a tribulation, as Scripture says. Um, John sixteen. Jesus also. This is also a, a period where Jesus is speaking to his disciples. John sixteen. And he actually uses, again, the birth, the birth pain analogy. Uh, and he uses the actual word phlipsis uh, in describing the birth pain. By the way, phlipsis is also the word that refers to the, the narrow road, okay? Narrow is the road. It's a, it's a tight squeeze. It's a, it's a tight way. Uh, that's, the, that's the road that disciples walk upon, is a narrow one, a, a squeezing, a pressing one. John 16, he's talking about the coming of the Holy Spirit, and he's talking about how his disciples are going to have to remain in the world, okay? I'll start in verse 16 of chapter 16. A little while, and you will see me no longer, and again a little while, and you will see me. So some of his disciples said to one another, What is this that he says to us, A little while, and you will not see me, and again a little while, and you will see me? And because I am going to the Father. So they were saying, what does he mean by a little while? Again, they're obsessed with when. Details, Jesus, details. We do not know what he's talking about. Can you explain this, please? Can you please put this in terms that we can understand? Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him. So he said to them, Is this what you are asking yourselves? What I meant by, uh, what I meant by saying a little while and you will see me? And again, a little while and you will see me. A little while and you will not see me. And again, a little while and you will see me. Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. And always with the idea of tribulation, there's the idea of a time, a season, a period of history. In which in which the world that there is a tribulation a contracting of uh, and it's a shaking of, of the human race of, of the city of man it gets shaken some things get undone uh, there is some sorrow that happens um, but this is the beginning of birth pains it's the shape of human history as we move toward the time when Jesus comes and sets all things to right and, and establishes his kingdom, the new heavens and the new earth. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. There is a, there is a period, a season. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish. And that's the, that's the word flips us. She no longer remembers the pressure for joy that a human being has been born into the world so you also have sorrow now and that's a temporal temporary word you have sorrow now but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you in that day again another another uh, time stamp in that day You will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask for the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. And keep going, uh, finish out the chapter. I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day... You will ask in my name, and I do not say that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me, and believe that I came from God. And we could we'd stop there and go through that, uh, but I'm not going to. I came from the Father, and have come into the world. Now I am leaving the world, and I'm going into the Father. And his disciples said, ah, now you are speaking plainly, and not using figurative speech, now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming. And this is, uh, this, this is a verse that speaks well to our current state. The hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered each to his own home and will leave me alone. We have been scattered, each to our own home, uh, which is why I'm staring at a black rectangle preaching uh, right now. And you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world, and here's here's the takeaway verse, in the world you will have peace tribulation in the world you will have tribulation but take heart i have overcome the world what is the world it's everything about human life disease included sickness included the coronavirus included but also all of the all of the the economic systems all of the infrastructure of mankind that we see that, that, that a microscopic organism has brought to its knees. In the world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. What beautiful words of comfort. So Jesus made—he uh, made no mistake. Uh, he, he he did not uh, withhold anything from his disciples that they were to, as long as they were in the world, and I truly believe that he was not just speaking to his immediate disciples, but to, to, to anyone who would follow after him, following their example, that in the world we have trouble. In the world there are seasons of birth pains. In the world there are seasons of tribulation. There are times when... The smallness and the frailty of the human enterprise gets unveiled in a moment. And it's always things like a virus, right? We've spent hundreds of years advancing, quote unquote, advancing and progressing as a human society. And yet we're talking about now that we should all wear bandanas when we leave our house. Right? Humans are not the creatures they think they are. And it's in these times of tribulation that we are reminded that there is a God in heaven and we are not him. Uh, times of tribulation have included the flood. You know, that was a big one. Um, then God decided not to do that again. I, I would say another tribulation, another thlipsis, a pressing of the human race would have been the Tower of Babel. Um, and you can look all through history and there's these, there's these contractions and these birth pangs where things get upended. The, the, uh, the humanity gets shaken up. And the church and the people of God have endured through each of those tribulations. And not only that, but they have typically thrived in those situations. And so I want us to, I want us to recognize, I'm gonna read one more thing. Um, I, I wanna go back to Mark 13 and then I wanna read some from Mark 7. And that's really it. So this is this is actually going to be short tonight. Mark 7. Sorry, go back to Mark 13 first. Listen to what Jesus says. So we, we hear we heard what he said in John 16. He said, Take heart, I have overcome the world. Listen to the things that he actually commands his disciples to do, the imperatives here, okay? Verse 5 see that no one leads you astray in these times of in these times of tribulation of pressing of shaking there's a temptation to be led astray okay someone's going to come and say they have a solution someone's going to come and tell us all what we need to be doing see that no one leads you astray many will come in my name and i don't just mean a, a false messiah i mean um I don't just mean someone who's calling themselves Jesus, but someone who claims to have salvation in their hand, okay? Many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and they will lead many astray, all right? Okay, so first he says, see that no one leads you astray. Don't, like it says in Isaiah, woe to those who go to Egypt for help. Don't rely on the arm of man. Don't, don't follow a human who says he has the answers, Verse 7, When you hear of wars and of rumors of wars, when you hear about all these bad things, when news reaches your ear, when news floats across your, your news feed, do not be alarmed. Do not be alarmed. Now, this is a problem for the news media industry because they profit on alarm. It's a whole industry. It's a whole industry built on alarm and outrage, okay? Do not be alarmed. Don't feed the machine. Don't feed the trolls. This must take place. The end is not yet. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Now, like I said, this is not, this is not referring to a pandemic virus. Uh, but it is referring to tribulation, and I would say, I, I think I'm on solid ground in saying that we are undergoing, the earth is undergoing a tribulation at this time in history. It, this is international. This affects everybody's daily life. Uh, nobody can really avoid it. Um, you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone that doesn't know about it. All right, And this is a pretty unprecedented uh, event, uh, expression of tribulation. Uh, But tribulation itself is as old as human history, okay? There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. There will be pandemics. These are but the beginning of birth pains, okay? See that no one leads you astray. Do not be alarmed. Verse 9, be on your guard. Be on your guard. Um. Verse 11, do not be anxious about what you are to say. Now, this is referring to a, a persecution, okay? But I think we should listen to the, to the imperatives nonetheless. We're not being persecuted for our faith. The virus doesn't care uh, whether we profess the name of Jesus. It's coming whether we preach the gospel or not. Um, but do not be anxious beforehand what you're about to say. So certainly, if we are not to be anxious uh, in the face of enemies... We should certainly not be anxious in the face of a virus. In the time, in in crunch time, when we are staring down the barrel of the gun, when the noose is around our neck, he says, Say whatever is given you in that hour. God will provide in a timely way the thing you need for that situation. Maybe not to get, he doesn't promise that you won't be uh, harmed, but he does promise that you will have what you need when the time comes, okay? Whatever is given you in that hour, for it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. And I remind you in the John section where he says, listen, my hour is coming. Each of you is going to be scattered. You're all going to leave me alone, but I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I'm never alone. The Father is with me. Um, so, do not be anxious. Going down to verse 32, again, he says, be on guard, keep awake, for you don't know when the hour, uh, when the time will come. And again, he says, he concludes the chapter by saying, and what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. So, the last imperative here is is the one to stay awake, stay alert. Don't get lulled Right. Times like this wake us up. Right. Um, The, 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 uh, the, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) sorry. The imperative to stay awake is really an imperative for the times that we're tempted to comfort. Um, Stay awake is what we needed to know about five months ago. Uh, We need to wake up. And, and it's times like these, it's these tribulation times that really do come and wake people up. There is a, there's a people of God that has stayed awake and that do stay awake all the time. Um, but we, we are also joined by those who have been sleeping. And in these times, they suddenly wake up and realize that the thing that they had placed their trust in has evaporated. And they need to, uh, to seek out something more eternal and more solid uh, to place their trust in. Okay, so there's the imperatives that Jesus gives to his followers for times of birth pangs, uh, times when uh, it's not normal, times when uh, when when things get turned upside down and when the world gets shaken, okay? And we are all being shaken right now. And we do thank God. You know, we were, I was talking with the home group leaders this morning. I'm, I'm very, very thankful that so far... Um, Real tragic harm has not come to our body and we pray daily that that we would remain safe But if it comes, we know what to do If tragedy does hit us, we know what to do. We can cling to these words and they are trustworthy uh, They are spoken by uh, our Savior our Master Lord Jesus All right, so Mark 7 is where I want to end up Because this is where I want to challenge us Um in this time for us, and another eerily uh, eerily relevant passage of scripture, uh, Mark seven. Now, when the Pharisees gathered to him, some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled. We're talking about hand washing here. Uh, that is unwashed. For all the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands according to the to the tradition. this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. So the Pharisees are confronting Jesus and uh, kind of giving him, a, holding a, a law over his head and over the heads of his disciples and saying, they're, they're trying to catch him, right? Catch him in, in uh, the transgression of a law, which, which sounds like, again, what the media likes to do. With anyone who's under the microscope, let's just try and catch them and take their words out of context and this, that, and the other. Um, so he 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 confronts them and he kind of turns it back on them and reveals where they are hypocrites. Uh, but here's a section that I, wanted to, that I want to end with. Uh, verse 14, he called the people to him again and said to them, hear me all of you and understand. There is nothing outside of a person that by going into him can defile him. Right? Our infection, our sickness, does not come from without. And don't get worried about the people washing, going around with unwashed hands, going around without a mask on. Nothing that comes from without can defile you. There is nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him, but the things that come out of a person are what defile him. And when he had entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked him about the parable. And he said to them, Envy, slander, pride, foolishness—all these things come from within, and they defile a person. Now, what does that have to do with tribulation? What does that have to do with the birth pangs? Well, one of the one of the reasons, and I think one of the purposes of of tribulation, and one of the things that God does to redeem every uh, every season of tribulation, is that it is a squeezing, it is a pressing, and it is in times of tribulation that people get pressed and what is inside of them comes out to a greater degree, right? Without pressure, you can go around, you can have all this stuff inside of you, but when pressure comes, and it comes it comes to individuals just as much as it comes to uh, a whole country or, or the whole world at times, uh, but the is a way of life. Tribulation is a way of life. Uh, on the earth. Right now, we're in a season of global tribulation, Um, but it it happens to to people. But here's what what we do. When we get squeezed, what's in our hearts comes out. When we get pressed, what's in our heart comes out. Uh, This is why Jesus took the children of Israel through the wilderness, so that going through tribulation, going through hardship, what is inside of them will become apparent to them. And so in this season of, of pressing, of tribulation, of shaking, of whatever else you want to call it, um, every article, every other article I read is called the, the time of COVID-19 and the time of the virus, the coronavirus, uh, coronavirus tide, or, or whatever else you want to call it. Um, but we're in a season that is marked by this virus, and it is pressing us. And we have we have an amazing opportunity, not just as individuals, but as a city, as a nation, as the people of God all around the world, to number one, see what is coming out of us. See how we respond. And is it what the Holy Spirit has given us to say for the hour? Or is it evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, right? You see these stories. Uh, it's times like these. It's always during a disaster that people start looting, right? They get squeezed, and out of them comes theft, right? Murder, adultery, coveting, sensuality. You know, some people some people retreat into just sensory pleasure, right? Well, we, I don't know what to do. I'm stressed out. I'm losing my job, and uh, everything's everything's been turned upside down. And the kids are at home all day, and I can't I can't find a quiet place to to do my Zoom meeting with my boss and I'm just going to eat myself to comfort, right? Or I'm going to indulge lustful thoughts. Um, it's these times of pressure when the, the desire to escape to, to sinfulness starts to, starts to emerge in, in greater ways. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. So, yes, we need to pray for protection, and we need to, to do what we can to serve our community, and particularly our healthcare uh, workers some of whom we have within ECF. Um, we need to serve them in whatever way we can, but we also need to be examining ourselves for what is coming out of us in this time. What is this time revealing about where our hearts are, both as individuals and, and as families, but also as a church, as a, as a community of churches, and as the body of Christ in Lexington? What's the general, uh, what's the general state of our hearts? Uh, that we are seeing emerge in this time. And is it theft? Is it coveting? Is it pride? You know, all all these things that, that each of these words is packed with meaning. Pride, right? Sometimes well, this is yeah, I told everybody this was going to happen, right? Well, where's the where's the sympathy there? You know, if that's your reaction then then what was in your heart was pride all along, arrogance all along. Oh, I'm not going to do this. This is just the flu, right? Every every reaction that is possible, uh, every one of these words is possible, and you can see, you can apply it to to this time. Foolishness, right? There are some foolish things going on in light of this. I don't know why you need so much toilet paper. It's foolish, right? You got pressed, and you ran to the store and bought toilet paper, and that's what was in your heart, right? Um, So anyway, we're in a time of tribulation. And it's not the great tribulation and I wouldn't say it's this is the greatest tribulation that's ever been. We don't want to uh, uh, we don't want to be struck with with recency bias, right? And and over over interpret the effect of this. But it's a major thing, right? It's affecting all of life. It's affecting every single person that, you know, it's affecting our economy and it's affecting uh, even the, the, the houses of God across the, the, the state and the country. Um, so it's safe to say that we can, uh, I think in this time that, that we can dig into these scriptures and hear the imperatives of Jesus about how to go through these seasons. Um, not that there's any precedent in scripture for a, a coronavirus pandemic, but there, there's certainly precedent for tribulation. Um, and, and one of the most important things is not just managing the symptoms of the tribulation uh, but the most important thing is to see what's in our heart and to allow god to refine us and to to redeem the time in which we live um so let's pray and maybe the you can um, have some discussion we can open up a thread on on facebook i'll I'll open it it'll be open uh, after this is done and we can kind of reflect a little bit or maybe you just want to um, reflect with the people that you're with uh, in, in person. Um, but examine. Let's, let's, let's let God examine us and, and see what's, what's been coming out of us for the past two or three weeks. Uh, is it worry? Is it laziness? Is it, uh, is it pride? Is it foolishness? Um, what is it that has been coming out of us and, and, and what do we need to meet with God on in these days as he refines us and, and redeems the time in which we're living? Amen? Let's pray. Holy Spirit, come and search our hearts. Uh, Lord, help us, to be, help us to respond to this unique time in the way that you would like us to respond. Uh, Lord, give us wisdom. Give us understanding of the times. Give us uh, a deep hunger for your word in these days. And let us cling to you and you alone. We say that we trust you and we declare that no one whose hope is in you has ever been put to shame. And so we place all of our hope in you uh, right now, Lord. Thank you for this time together, and I speak a blessing and anointing on uh, all of the conversation and reflection that will happen around uh, these scriptures that we've read. We thank you for your word. We thank you for access to your word. We thank you that that is unhindered. And uh, Lord, we thank you for the safety that we enjoy and the protection that we enjoy uh, in the place that we're at. Uh, Give us a, a readiness, and an alertness in this time, and lead us, uh, uh, keep us from being led astray and from being foolish. Uh, Lord, give us your eyes and your heart for our city and our brothers and sisters uh, in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Alrighty, see you on the thread.